I'm praying for everyone involved, you know, for safety. You know, I, I believe they said some people were shot, injured. So, you know, praying for the best outcome possible in those situations. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's been provoked for a while, you know. So um, just hoping we can get peace at some point. And um, that's it. That is Dwayne Brown, Seahawks left tackle. We will be talking a lot of football, but Dwayne Brown talking about the desecration of the U.S. Uh, Capitol today on this uh, sadly historic day. And we need to uh, make note of that on the uh, 206 Sports Pod with the uh, regular crew back together. Former Mariners pitcher, Mariners uh, analyst at Root Sports Northwest, Bill Kruger, also on board, also a contributor at Root Sports, former Seahawks and uh, Cougars wide receiver, Michael Bumpus. You'll see him uh, on TV postgame Hawks. You'll also hear him pre and postgame on the Seahawks radio network. And um, look, uh, what's taking place, there are uh, much brighter people uh, who follow politics and democracy and our constitution who can uh, put all this in much greater context than I can, guys, other than. Let me just say this. It's um, in many ways, it's heartbreaking. It's humiliating uh, to see this in the United States of America. I just want to open the floor if you uh, have anything you'd like to add to that before we get to the fun and games. Bill? Are we uh, a banana republic or a democratic republic? We look like a third world country. That's what it looks like. We don't teach anybody lessons when we, and when we let something like that happen at our doorstep of our capital. And where was the, the force to control that crowd? Unbelievable. Just completely unacceptable, unbelievable, lucky that only and sadly one person did die uh, and all being uh, led in a, in, a, in a kind of a chicken behind the scenes Twitter way by a guy that flat out has no business being the president. 25th, 25th Amendment, that would be the last thing I have to say. There's still time for that, although his clock is ticking uh, January 20th. <laughs> right around the corner. Mr. Bumpus, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, it, it's unfortunate. It's embarrassing. But unfortunately, that is a part of who this country is. And I'm just, it's embarrassing, but everybody got to see it now. And it's real. It's not a myth. It's not something that people are making up. This is real. This is part of who we are. Where do we go from here? Anywhere, we, we got to go up. There's <laughs> nowhere else we can go. So yeah, uh, let's get through it, man. I think our pursuit of a more perfect union is going to take uh, much longer than we ever thought it would. Not that we would ever achieve the goal, but in terms of getting as close as possible, I think it's way beyond our lifetimes. And Michael's a lot younger than both you and I, Bill. So I hate to end on that pessimistic note, but hopefully uh, I'm wrong on that front. So guys, thanks for contributing on that. Thanks to you, Michael. Hey, it is. You. It's up to your generation. Ours is kind of, you know, <laughs> screwed the pooch on the whole thing. We didn't get it done in the way uh, we should have. Uh, all right, Michael, let's uh, let's let's begin with you on this Hawks Rams game. Let's dig into it. Wild card weekend, the Saturday matchup at Lumen Field. It'll be two weeks after the teams uh, last met. What, if anything, does that tell us about this playoff game? The Seahawks 20 to nine victory, which clinched the NFC West title, man, it's, it's hard to look at even a game two, three weeks ago and say, all right, well, we got to figure it out. You know, this is what you have to do to beat this team because things change. They, they don't even have the same quarterback. They got Wolford in there and the guy had his first start last week, but I like the kid. He looks like a guy who wants to compete. He made, he made some mistakes. He threw an interception. He also threw a couple good footballs, ran for 56 yards. I see a guy who likes to compete. 
And anyone who likes to compete has what do you call that um, a puncher's chance? You know, you, you might connect every now and then. So and you can't sleep on the kid, but you look at his offense and they're not clicking right now. Ken Makers hasn't been playing well the last couple of weeks. He's been injured in and out. And with Wolford possibly starting, I did see Jared Goff throw a football today. With him possibly starting, it just doesn't pump any fear in me when it comes to this offense. Now, their defense is legit. Best defense in the NFL. Got Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey. You got guys on every level who can get it done. And Aaron Donald's talking. He says, this, this is the matchup we wanted. Careful what you ask for, Aaron Donald. I know you're going to ball out, but your, your teammate has to back you up. Um, it, it's just, it's going to be a playoff game. There's going to be a heavyweight battle. It's hard to say. I don't think any team is going to dominate. I think it's going to be a final one or two possession type game. The Rams always play the Seahawks tough, no matter what. But if this offense can get going again, like we saw in the early, what, first one to six weeks, then they might blow it open. But history tells me that this is going to be a tough game. I don't care who's that quarterback. I don't care who's healthy, who's not healthy. It's, it's the Seahawks and the Rams. Buckle up. So here, here's where I come down on this, Michael, and I, and I agree with you, and, and that is this. In a tight, let's assume we will have a tight fourth quarter game, and it's going to come down to the last few possessions. Give me the team that has the clearly superior quarterback, which doesn't mean Russell Wilson is infallible, but he is clearly a superior quarterback to anybody the Rams will offer up. Obviously, that includes Jared Goff if, if he's able to play. And Bill, I'm curious how you feel about that. I think, I think in terms of baseball in a decisive game seven, you got two teams, but you got one team, they got their ace on the mound, and the other team's got their number four starter on the mound. I don't care who's playing. I'm going with the team with the ace. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but that's where I'm leaning. How do you see it? Yeah, I think close games uh, favor the Seahawks, and Russell Wilson's a proven commodity in close games. Time and time and time again, he seems to relish when things get tighter and tougher. And uh, that kind of goes forward with the whole team. I mean, Pete Carroll has set a tone. John Siner set a tone. It's a winning organization. They know how to win. They're not afraid to win. And so I like them in a close game. Um, it is a little concerning because I think Pete likes to run the ball and keep it close to the vest. And when you do that, you do kind of put yourself in a position where something bad happens or something unusual happens, a big play happens, and you can lose that way, you kind of hope that they would kind of push it a little harder and try to get the Rams behind and make uh, the young quarterback one-dimensional. But uh, I, I agree with Michael. Close game. Love love uh, Russell in a close game. Hey, Michael, one thing we're going to see on uh, Saturday is a healthy Seahawks offensive line for, I think, the fifth or sixth time uh, this season, uh, Brandon Shell is back. Iupati, uh, Mike Iupati at guard is back. How significant is that for this football team? It is significant. I wouldn't say it's it's a, a major key because you talk about this offensive line. They've been together what five or six times this year. So more often than not, you've had subs in there, and they've been winning ball games and getting it done. You always want your starters in there. You want them lead the charge. You want you potty Dwayne Brown posted. Damien Shell. Um, but if they aren't available, there are guys who have been somewhat successful filling in. Um, so, yeah, it maybe helps the run game. Maybe Chris Carson feels better with it. Maybe Russell feels better when it comes to getting out of plays and checking things, moving things around. But they're 12 and 4. 12 and 4. And they had replacements all year. That's why they brought 18 linemen into camp. Because for some reason, these guys just can't stay healthy. It's the nature of the beast, man. I respect those dudes in the trenches because they're hand-to-hand -hand combat every single down. So you expect injuries. 
it is significant, but I think they're fine either way. I want to talk tempo, tempo with the Seahawks offense, because there, there, there was, uh, there wasn't much until we got to the fourth quarter against the Niners. Right. And that's been an issue with this offense in, in recent years. It's those slow starts. It's like the, a switch will get flipped in the third quarter or the fourth quarter. And then we're talking about Russell, you know, maybe getting that last drive, putting it together and, and the Seahawks win tempo as a team tempo as an individual, Michael, are there things that Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator could do throughout the game to pick up the tempo, just to give an opposing defense, a different look, a different cadence, or, or am I creating something that's just not there? No, I'd like it. And they've actually done it before. I forget what game it was. It wasn't the last, the last home game. It was one prior to that. They did a couple hurry up plays. They put like two or three plays together that they like. And you do that when the defense is in a personnel um, that you like, you like your matchup. So you go for it and shoddy can do that. And then he can also play with the tempo. People think of tempo and just think you're picking up the tempo. You can also slow the tempo down and, and take control of the clock and, and, and really milk it. Actually, the Hawks actually do that on accident. It drives me crazy. Sometimes you get down, it's like five seconds on the play clock after a timeout. I'm like, come on guys. But yeah, how do you play with tempo? You catch them in a personnel that you feel you have the advantage in. And when you do man, exploit it. And I like, when DK's in the slot, when they're moving DK around, not necessarily staying away from Ramsey, but you show him his respect and you get DK moving around. If they can find a matchup with DK in the slot, I say pick it up and let Russell do his thing. And Russell, run the rock. Don't be scared to run the rock. When he runs the rock, the game opens up. Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams, you know, he's he's going to play this golf injury all the way to kickoff oh, yeah. as, as – to which quarterback we're going to see. And Bill, when it comes to Pete Carroll, he's going to do the same with Jamal Adams and Jaron Reed. Um, talk about those two guys. I mean, we've look, you, you, anybody can see the impact. Anybody casual football fan can go, man, that, that Jamal Adams is, he's different. The energy, where is he? What's you know, what's he going to do next? Um, the Seahawks defense has played some games without him. It's much better to have him on the field, just talk about what you see in terms of the impact that a Jamal Adams has on this Seahawks defense. He's a wild card. I mean, he comes from nowhere and, and appears on top of the quarterback. I mean, his, his speed to the, to the, and finding the, the, the place to come in and, and uh, disguising his, his looks and still being able to play his position uh, is, is remarkable. And he plays with a, with an aggression. He plays with an enthusiasm. He expresses himself in the field. He brings confidence um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's been a, a terrific find and his, his excitement for being in the playoffs. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be able to hide the fact that this guy's going to play. This guy's going to play. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care what they say his injury is. He's going to play and they're going to have to drag him off. Uh, Jared Reed, of course, you know, you, you, you're just adding more, more fuel to that rush and hopefully he'll be okay. You know, um, Bobby and, 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 and Wright, those guys are great. And having Shaquille back in, in the defensive secondary helps, uh, you know, that the Rams, they, 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 they stretch, they stretch you, you know, whether they have the one quarter, they have golf or the other guy, they run those stretch plays, a lot of rollouts. You get tired playing against the, the Rams. And if they run the ball a little bit, they'll, they'll be, they'll be tough. Uh, so, but I mean, having your personnel, I mean, not that I know everything about football, but when you have your personnel, you're, you're, you're playing with a, with a, with a, with a Trump, Trump, handful of trump cards i can't believe i chose that word must be in my head we'll give you a pass but only this please time. forgive me 
Uh, look, hey, I'm not. I would. I wouldn't claim to be a football expert, but I. But I will say this. Um, I, I, I try to read body language on people, Michael, and I, I think you agree with Bill that there, there's no denying that Jamal Adams is going to be on the field. But man, after that that shoulder injury against the Niners and his body language over on the bench, that was the body language of the guy who might miss two to three weeks. That that's what the body language was telling me. Yeah. Did, did you have that same concern? Just his body language, his facial expressions. I, I it just made me nervous. It just made yeah. me nervous. Yeah. Initially that was my thought because I'm with you. Um, we don't, we don't have the sound. We don't really hear them on the sidelines and I'm looking at his body language and he was devastated. I mean, you would thought his puppy died. His girlfriend dumped him. Like he was, he was going through Girlfriend it, took the puppy. Yeah. Took the, the puppy with him and, and sent a picture on the way out, you know, yep. <laughs> but and then I start thinking about Jamal Adams and I think, and I know Jamal Adams one, he wears his emotions on his sleeve and he doesn't hold back when he is mad. You know, he's mad when he's excited, you know, he's excited. So I'm hoping that he was just really disappointed that he couldn't be out there to finish this game because he's a warrior. He wants to be out there with his boys. He was made to compete. So I'm hoping, I told my, uh, my son, whenever, whenever he's being dramatic, my daughter's name is Jada. She's so dramatic. I'm like, man, don't, don't do a Jada. I think he was just doing a Jada. I think I'm, I'm hoping he was just doing a Jada and he was just overreacting because he's extremely disappointed. But I'm, I'm with Bill. Man, he could be 40%. He's going to be out there. He's at least going to give it a go. If yeah. he gets out there and, and he's just not able to do it, I believe he's a good enough teammate to tap himself out and say, I'm doing more harm than good, getting Ryan Neal in. Uh, before we get into predictions, we're, we're going to give our, our thoughts on this game and then every other wild card game this weekend real quick. We'll blast through them. Um, obviously, I think a huge key for the Rams is if they have Cooper Cup back this week. And, and this is a guy I watched him from, from day one. Uh, at Eastern Washington University. You knew he was a special talent. I think he's a top 10 receiver in the NFL. I don't think there's any debate on that. And especially this, I think, is going to be the key for the Rams in this game, period. Third down. And Cup is the key. Whether it's Wolford or whether it's Cup, if, excuse me, or Goff, if they, on a consistent basis, can find Cooper Cup and move the chains, I think the Seahawks could face some real significant adversity mr former nfl wide receiver what do you say about that yeah i like it and especially with what they ask cooper cup to do it's always not always but a lot of the times it's just going across the field east west and what that does is that stresses the defense out especially in zone even a man as well this going east west just puts a lot of stress on the defense because it makes them expand it opens up it opens up uh throwing lanes and and cup it's crazy with cup he has 900 yards two or three touchdowns and i feel like he's been underused that's how good that dude is i feel yeah. like he's underused with 900 yards and two or three touchdowns if wolford plays it should be an em emphasis to get cup the ball, especially on third down, because he's also a great route runner. I almost got to calm myself down when I talk about Cooper cup, because he's my favorite receiver in the league. I just, yeah. I, I like his style. I like the way he goes about his business. Um, but I got to remember I'm in the Northwest. I do cover the Hawks. So, you know, watch out for cup. Yeah. It, it's okay. He's a Yakima kid. You, you can, you can appreciate, you can hope that he has a great, well, I don't know if you, you want to hope he has a great game. You can respect him and hope he loses on Saturday. I think that's, yeah. that's fine. Uh, so Bill, let's start with you. How do you see this one playing out? Which team wins at Lumen field on Saturday? Uh, I see, I see the Hawks in a close one. Um, the field goal kicker is pretty good. 
block our field goal kicker, even though he missed the extra point. Um, maybe that's just enough to get it out of the way. So he'll go on another r- r- run of m- non misses. But uh, yes, I, I just like him. I like him in a close game. I go Hawks, not a high scoring game. All right, Michael? Um, I'm right there with him. Hawks, close scoring game. Is it going to come down? We'll we'll figure this thing out about three minutes left in the fourth. That's when we'll know who's winning this ball game. Can't take it. Can't take that, man. Can't we? Can't, look, I, it's just how they play, right? It, yep. it just doesn't matter. Yep. If they had a seventeen point, it's not going to. If they had a seventeen point lead over the Rams at halftime, I would still expect it to be a nail biter in the fourth quarter. It's just Seahawks football. The problem with that is when you're trying to when you're trying to get yourself to a Super Bowl. You're really playing with fire. And I know every team wants to win, and I know every team wants to win in a blowout, and that rarely happens. But just one. Just one. I hate we those had our games. One. Right? We had them. The Jets. That's all we get. Yeah. We had it. <laughs> all right. I just, have to, I just have to deal with it. That's on me. Um, Aaron Donald makes me really nervous. Aaron, the way he can disrupt, and that, that obviously creates opportunities for everybody else on that Rams defense. Jalen Ramsey, I mean, they have two of the best at their positions in the NFL. It's hard to pick against the Seahawks, so I'll say close as uh, well. Hit that horn! <laughs> Got to get a new horn! Also on Saturday, Colts and Bills. I tell you what, um, Bu- Buffalo's been doing nothing but making statements all season long god bless philip rivers no real playoff success in san diego he's had a terrific first year with the colts but i think he's one and done they're out bills advance speaking of bills bill kruger what do you see see some championship well not championship but playoff football back in buffalo i mean they've had to earn their stripes that's a tough tough city and uh the bills are tough and they're more they're, they're, they're they got some weapons um you can harken back to some of those great uh uh, Jim Kelly teams when they had a lot of weapons, digs and they got some guys. So uh, I like, I like, I like the bills. Hey, Michael going with the bills, Josh Allen. I didn't believe him at first. I did not believe him, but I'm watching this dude play <laughs> and he is a top. He should be, he's, he's probably in my opinion, the third pick third or fourth pick for MVP. He throw yeah. Derrick Henry in there if you want to, but the way he's playing and the way Stefan Diggs is playing um, it's nice to have someone else out of the AFC. What is that East where, where Tommy boy and uh, was running yeah, it for 20 years. Else. It's nice to have somebody else doing it, especially a franchise that has suffered yeah. a lot over 10 years, by the way, cause I, I never ever decline an opportunity to piss off Patriot fans, but let me just say this. And the bottom line is they got, they got all those titles with Belichick and Brady, but if they actually had played in a legitimate division, <laughs> all those years they never would have gotten to six just wouldn't have but Home thank you that's it yeah. that's it so um look they got him he's got all the rings but come on let's be honest uh <laughs> the, the road was easier than a lot of other teams have faced and i just know i ticked a lot of people off and that makes me feel good all right the final game on saturday uh and, and so after i just said what i said you know what i want to see when tampa bay plays at the washington <laughs> football team you know which upset I'm pulling for this weekend. So I'll just quickly say, go Washington. Michael, what do you have in that one? I, I would like to see Washington win. That defensive line is crazy, led by Chase Young, um, who's now a captain. Thanks to Dwayne Haskins getting the boot. They gave the rookie the, the C patch on his, on his jersey. But Tommy's going to get it done, man. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what Mike Evans looks like. He hyperextended his knee. I don't know how serious that is. But even with him out, he still has weapons, still has Godwin. Antonio Brown. 
Now, I'm not a fan of Antonio Brown, but he has kept his butt out of trouble since he's been back in the league, and he's starting to play some good football now. I respect him as a player, all yeah. the field stuff, okay? But um, he's still got weapons, so I got to go with the Bucks. All right, Bill? Go with the Bucks. Um, yeah, I think they just got they got too much. Washington's got quarterback questions. Um, Alex Smith, if he was healthy, and not that I've really watched him play that much, but such a courageous story. He's such a smart player. Uh, that he got into a game where he doesn't make mistakes and, and maybe they, they, they make, uh, they make, um, they make uh, Tampa one dimensional because they slip into the, and get into the long passing game, get behind. I mean, that's about the only way that they, they seem to be in a position where the pass rush starts to eat on him and he's trying to throw the ball long because that's the way they like to play. And that's when they've looked terrible when they haven't run the ball and haven't mixed it up, but I don't see that happening. Uh, before we move on to Sunday, you mentioned Alex Smith. I got to give a, sh- a shout out to his wife. Did you see what it, his wife did with the 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 hardware that he dealt with throughout all of yeah. his surgeries and his leg reconstruction? She turned that into a replica of the Super Bowl trophy. Now that may be as close as he ever gets to the That's Super cool. Bowl trophy, but that is cool, and that speaks to uh, a guy who really is a a champion in terms of, and every time I see him on the field, I just cross my fingers, get him off healthy, a uh, remarkable comeback. And that was just a really cool thing. If you haven't seen it, uh, go online, find the picture. It's awesome. All right. Sunday's games. Uh, we'll get going with Baltimore at Tennessee. Michael, you mentioned uh, Mr. Henry phenomenal. I mean, he can, he can carry a team cause he carries the load. Uh, and yet Lamar Jackson, has picked up his game again, back yeah. up to an MVP level. This is a really intriguing matchup. This might be the most even matchup of the weekend because you got two teams who can control the clock. They're going to run the football, high percentage plays, right? Those are the plays where you're probably going to get two or three yards at least. So that's a tough one. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson simply because he's been there. He's done that. He's got – Resurgence of Dez Bryant has two touchdowns the last three about weeks. That? He's back in the game. And, you know, I, I just like the Baltimore Ravens more than I like the Tennessee Titans, honestly. I, I just like their personality. I like what they got going. I'm going with my heart. My heart says Baltimore. My head says Tennessee. A.J. Brown and, uh, I mean, Henry. Those teams are so similar to the way they play. But I got to go with Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, I'll agree with you just because uh, – I- uh, game managers bore me and Ryan Tannehill's a game manager. So I want to see, I want to see Lamar Jackson get deeper into the playoffs and because he is a fabulous player to watch. Bill, who do you got Baltimore and Tennessee? Well, I, I like the big bad dump truck with speed. So I'm going to go with the Titans just All to right. make it fun. I'll be, I'll be the outlier here. Uh, I think it's a close game. I mean, I, I think, I think the Ravens are great. I'm, I'll just take Tennessee just for fun. All right. I like Henry. All right. Oh. Uh, Michael, Chicago at New Orleans, Drew Brees or Mitchell Trubisky? I'm going with the old guy. Who do you have? I would never pick Mitchell over anybody. Maybe Nick Foles because he seems to not be able to get it done when he's a starter. Um, yeah, they got to go with New Orleans. Kamar, Brees, um, Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, Cook. I mean, the list goes on and on. And they have a good defense. People talk about this Saints offense. They quietly have a top 10 defense over there as well. Yeah. Um, and they're at home, I assume. Yep. Breeze yep. has home field advantage. It's hard to win down there in New Orleans. I got to go with the Saints. All right, Bill. 
Bears. Oh wait, you're you're in Illinois. You're that's your that's your club. You grew up on the Bears. So what are you gonna do? Tipped over my cards. I'm a Chicago Bear fan, big time. Going back to I'll show my age. Going back to the '60s and Gale Sayers and Dick Butkus and the Monster Midway. We've never had a quarterback, so that's our that's our yeah. you know hang up. Me and McMahon wasn't a great quarterback, but I'm gonna go with the Bears. They really uh, have just they don't have a great chance. But Trubisky has played much better since returning yes. to to his role as the yeah. starting quarterback. He's played much better, and so uh, give the Bears a chance. Okay, uh, I got to go with my heart. All right. Bill, do they do they keep Mitch or they they go shopping next year? Boy, that's a great question. I mean, I I, I think I think they, they 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 should consider upgrading the position if they have any chance to upgrade the position. If if the door opens again, that's been closed and they don't take that opportunity, that would be a huge mistake. Hey, Michael, let me let me twist that. That's a great question you posed to Bill. Let's take Mitchell Trubisky as he is today, not when he was coming out of college. Let's put him in this draft class. Is he a first round pick? Man, you got the kid from BYU. You got Justin Fields. You got Trevor Lawrence. Um, you got the kid from Alabama. No, nah, he's not a first rounder. He shouldn't have been a first rounder when he yeah. was a first rounder. <laughs> right. So then if I'm the rounder. Bears, if I can upgrade in talent, we'll see. Uh, all right, last game on uh, Sunday. This is a rematch from a game just played this past weekend. Uh, Cleveland at home beat Pittsburgh to qualify for the postseason since the first time since 2002. Now a rematch in Pittsburgh. And you got some missing pieces to the puzzle due to COVID for the Browns, including their head coach, Kevin Stefanski. He can't, he can't be there. He's been exposed. He's got the virus. He's tested positive. Michael, what do you think that means to this game? Uh, I think it's Brown's great story. Got in first time in what, 18 years? I believe 2002 was the last time they were in. Uh, I just don't, I don't see him beating them twice. I don't see, I think Tomlin is a great coach. I think as long as Ben takes care of the football, he can't have more than one turnover. Um, I got to go with the Steelers. That's a tough one, though, because I like the, I genuinely like the Cleveland Browns. I like them. People don't like Mayfield. I like the man he's becoming. I, I didn't like him when he first got in, but I feel like he's turning a corner. You got Landry over there. You got Hooper, Nick Chubb. I like the Cleveland Browns as a team, but I think the Steelers are going to get it done. Are you sold on Baker Mayfield, Michael? You said you, you say he's developing, but I mean, are you sold on him? Is he a guy that's going to lead that team for the next 10 years? I Book need it. I need eight more games. I need right. eight more games out of them. All right. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Cleveland and Pittsburgh. It just feels kind of like, you know, little brother's getting better, but we're still in the same driveway. And big brother <laughs> knows all the, where the garbage cans are. And he knows all the angles. And, you know, it becomes a bully game and big brother wins. It's just the little brother's not quite ready. Maybe, maybe soon, but not quite ready to beat big brother. Uh, Pittsburgh, too much confidence. Uh, big brother wins. All right. Hey, Monday, we've got the college football championship. I, th- I think a little bit of a surprise, obviously. Uh, many thought it was going to be Alabama Clemson. Ohio State messed that up uh, by knocking off uh, uh, the Tigers. So here we go. We've got uh, we have an Alabama team that had three of the top five choices for the Heisman Trophy. Think about that. Top five for the Heisman. There were three Alabama players in the top five, and the guy that wanted a receiver, Devontae Smith, um, which is cool because it wasn't a quarterback. So that's a, that's a nice way to cross it up. Michael, before you tell me who you think is going to win this national championship game, 
Tell me about Devontae Smith in terms of a playing on Sunday kind of guy. He um he reminds me of a Justin Jefferson for the Vikings uh, because he's long, he's lanky, he's crisp with his routes and just the way they can control their body. They're not strong with their movements, but they're efficient with their movements. And that's what I look at when it comes to route runners. And I like this story because he's not a big kid and Alabama produces some of the, the biggest people to walk this earth and play a sport. And it gives hope to just thinner guys that you don't, you don't mm-hmm. have to look like a DK Metcalf to make it in this, in this league or, or in college football, you got a chance, man, as long as you work hard. And he seems like a humble kid. I heard his speech afterwards. I'm like, that's a kid I want on my team. And I saw a, a video clip of him during the all American bowl. I practiced just get, ran into the sidelines and you know in this day and age with social media that could have killed him mentally but he persevered and nice um so love the kid man yeah good for him it was a cool moment all right bill alabama ohio state to give the buckeyes a chance i like justin fields i think he's tough um i'm, I'm i like the underdog just because I like the underdog. Plus, I like to see Nick Saban lose his mind on the sidelines. I mean, we, we had so much fun, and this isn't a good example, but we had two really great pitchers when I was in the league in the 80s and 90s, and Dave Steve at Toronto and Jack Morris in Detroit. And we used to love it when people, when players made bad plays behind them because they would just snap and snap on their players. And just I just can't get enough of that snapping, man. I want to see Nick snap, get behind. I mean, he's a great coach, but he does snap, and I want to see him sweat a little bit. Yeah, I hope he at least sweats a little bit. Uh, Michael, yeah. who do you got? The Ohio State. Wow. I'm going, got, I'm going Ohio State, man. I think this is the this is the year. Nick Saban gets some humble pie. He's got it from Clemson. Now I, he's going to get it from somebody else now. I like Justin Fields. Um, they got a fast receiver, Olave, over there. Um, it's just time, man. Hell yeah! Time for the Stars of the Week presented by Ecliptic Brewing. Pour some space in your face. Ecliptic Brewing. Dot com And remember, make sure most of it gets in your mouth. Otherwise, you've just wasted all that effort and all that outstanding beer from these fine folks down in Portland. So I'm going to go ahead and go first. I'll give you my start of the week. I, I, I think I, I, I may be. I know where you're going. Feeling some thunder. That's why you're going first, because I know where you're going. OK, <laughs> we'll see. There's a guy that plays wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, and it's not DK Metcalf. I mean, he does. But uh, Tyler Lockett did against the 49ers um, besides setting a single season reception record was to remind everybody there are two exceptional wide receivers on that Seahawks roster. And that is one of the reasons why this offense has been struggling. It's so, it's so perplexing for people. <laughs> you got a top five quarterback in Russell Wilson. You have two elite receivers in DK and Tyler you have Chris Carson, who's got, I mean, I'm going to, Chris Carson's got to be a top eight running back in the league, right? Yep. Yep. Um, you've got an elite left tackle in Dwayne Brown. Enough's there to be more consistent, but I digress. I tried to make that point a little bit earlier. Uh, Tyler Lockett, phenomenal game, terrific player, humble guy. You, you love to see him have the success he has. Mr. Bumpus, I think you were right. Yeah, I, I was, I was thinking you're going DK or Lockett. Yeah. So yeah. me, I'm not going to go DK or lock it. I'm okay. going to go with Stephen Curry, man. He dropped 62 the other day and he looked like the Stephen Curry that we <laughs> were used to seeing. He looked like the guy who changed the game and now has everyone shooting from half court. Yeah. You know, it looked like he was having fun as well. The first thing my son said, my son 
he switches teams and almost every year and a half I'm buying a new jersey new team so he used to like Stephen Curry he's like dang dad how old is he I'm like he's like 30 31 you know, he's all oh, he looks young the way he moves. So it looked like he was he was having fun out there and yep. you need to have fun playing a game. That was a, a fun looking 62. I wish I could do that. The, the shots, some of those shots he was hitting late because I didn't see the entire game. I mean, unbelievable. He's unbelievable. And I don't know if you saw what he did before that 62 point game, which was even more impressive. And it happened in practice. Yeah. He hit 105 three-point shots from the corner in a row. We've all played hoops. We all go, <laughs> we've all been out in the cul-de-sac or in the driveway or behind the garage as a kid growing up, and you're like, dang, I just hit 10 in a row. And you're feeling pretty good about it. <laughs> and if I can get to 12, my I've hit 70 free throws in a row out, out front of my house. I've done it. I thought it was a miraculous achievement. 105 three-pointers with cameras rolling over a five-minute period. Are you kidding me, Bill Kruger? And you you played at a higher level than Michael or I did when it comes to basketball. Anyway, this guy, I, I, I can't put into words how unique, how phenomenal. He does these things we dream of and think it's not possible, but he does Who's your star? Who's your star of the week, Bill? Top that. Well, I, 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 I think all the thunder was taken. I mean, I think Stefan's <laughs> performance was just particularly coming back from injury to get 62 yeah. and the way he gets it. He's a small guy and, you know, he's such an efficient shooter. I mean, it, boy, being able to shoot on the way up, it's such a quicker release. I mean, it's so efficient. It doesn't take the energy. I played in a different era, no line, apex jump shots. Um, the energy it takes to play, in a different kind of game. He, he's yeah. so fit well in today's game. He's the greatest shooter to ever walk on a court. Yeah. So uh, I'll go to my star since we, we need to keep it mixed up since uh, Michael went basketball. Um, I'm going to go uh, with Derrick Henry, uh, 250 yards, over 2,000 yards. Nice. I kind of like the, the, the baddest man on the field I, I've always thought was the running back, and he gets, he gets no respect in today's game. You know, you just want to run him for three or four years and throw him in the garbage can. And this guy's uh, Larry Zonka. Stiff arm, but runs away from you uh, or over you. Um, I, I think he's an amazing uh, combination back. Um, and what a performance and what a, what a great season by Derrick Henry. Stars of the Week presented by Ecliptic Brewing. For more information, go to ecliptichbrewing.com. Out of this world, beer. I haven't had beer in my fridge for like seven days. This is like a What's first. What's going on? It's, it's, <laughs> it's trying to limit the trips to the grocery store, but I think I've reached my max. So I have to, I have to there's got to be just better planning. I, I got plenty of room. Doesn't in the Amazon I bring stack beer to up. you with a... <laughs> you know, I try to do it old school. Try to do it old. I, believe me, over the holidays, the fine folks, those, those delivery drivers, the people in the warehouse, I, I got nothing for but respect for them because they brought a lot of stuff to this house. So Jeff Bezos, give them a raise, man. Give yeah. them a raise. Yeah, How yeah. many billions do you need? Um, all right, Bill, we're going to wrap really? it up with baseball. The Hall of Fame nominee list is once again out this year. Once again, we now have uh, reignited the debate over the, at the very least, alleged steroid users. There have been denials. We had a brand new voter to the Hall of Fame turned his ballot and didn't vote for anybody because of that very issue. And the fact that he thought others who were not linked to the steroid scandal just weren't good enough. Of anybody on that list, a list that includes Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, would you vote for anybody to go into the Hall of Fame? 
I think Schilling's right at the cusp, but, you know, he's got such a horrible, horrible dark side to his life. I mean, this won't put the, the Twitter down, you know, and it's just dark and scary and he's got some baggage and he won't stop. And, uh, but, you know, when you look at his pitching numbers, you match him up with guys like Smoltz and Messina. I mean, he measures right up 11 and two in post game postseason. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a bonafide closer, a couple of 300 strikeout seasons. He's got the numbers. He's got the late game, uh, number one stuff in the playoff numbers, uh, rings. Uh, he deserves to be in it. And I think that you're going to have to get past some of this stuff. I mean, there's a character clause, but boy, we start playing the character card. Um, lots of people have to leave. Yeah. It's, it's I, you know, there are people that don't want to vote for the hall of fame anymore, but you know, I, I'll tell you one guy that, you know, I, I hope does get his chance um, just because he was a teammate. I think he was the, I I didn't play against Ozzie Smith, but this guy, Omar Vizquel, I'm telling you, he's a Hall of Fame shortstop. He is a Hall of Fame shortstop. It's like having an extra player on the field. He was incredible. And he piled up some pretty decent offensive numbers for a guy that couldn't hit when he came to the league, Um, just based upon his shortstop play, the toughest position on the field. He deserves to be a Hall of Fame. He won't get there this year, but he's he's the guy that I believe belongs. Mike, I'll give you the last word on this, just in terms of the issue of character, whether it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame, Naismith Hall of Fame. Uh, how much should, should character, if at all, factor in when you're fundamentally voting based on someone's skill in the arena? Unfortunately, it shouldn't matter. I'm not asking if he's a good dad or a good person or if he follows the law or obeys the law. I'm just, what are his numbers? Did he impact the game? Uh, it's human nature because we're so complex. We want to filter everything into really a, a easy thing to kind of break down because we're focusing on one aspect of their life. But the more information we get, the more bias we get. And if people think that that doesn't influence them, then you're an alien. (laughs) I just don't believe you because that's just how we work. It shouldn't matter, but it does. Good points. Good points, guys, all the way around. Always appreciate it. Um, what a day. Um, I'm glad we had this little break from uh, a very harsh reality back in our nation's capital. Last chance. If you want to change your call on the Hawks Rams, here it is. Or are you sticking with Seattle? Sticking with them. Let's Cross. go, Hawks. Get it We're done. Sticking with Seattle. Hawks. All right. Billy Bump, appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us, everybody. That is Thanks, this Tom. week's edition John, of the 206 Sports Pod. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.